Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode. Today, I have a good one for you. I was actually going to make today's topic. Hey guys, I mean, like I just got started immediately. I hope all of you guys are having a happy holiday season. Christmas is literally today. Christmas is next Saturday. It's in a week. That is crazy to me. I hope all of you guys are having happy holidays, enjoying time with your family and loved ones. Um, Let's get started on today's topic. I was going to make today's topic a portion or a segment of another episode, but it's just been weighing on me really heavy. So I decided that it was going to be today's full episode. Um, I'm also parked in a loading zone, so today's going to be kind of fast, but it's something that I feel passionately about. It's something that I want to speak on. Um, It's actually an experience rather than like a topic that I want to give you guys advice on. It was, it's like an experience, like something that I'm actively going through. It's not something that I have figured out and it's not something that I think I ever will, but today's topic is about being a black woman in America. Honestly, being a woman in America, period. Being a black woman in America is very terrifying. Being a woman, period, is pretty scary. If we're being honest, just, you know, in the current climate and what all is happening in our world. Oh, my God, I swear every single day I feel like in the news or something, it's something going on with women and like something unfair happening or unjust or something crazy or scary, like actual scary things that happen and go along with just being a woman, um, which goes back to me being parked in a loading zone right now. It's only 5.50, but you guys know the sun sets at like two o'clock these days. <laughs> um, and so it's completely dark outside and I pulled up to record my podcast and I was like, do I want to park in the parking lot? Like I might be here until like seven recording, you know? Do I want to park in the parking lot? Do I want to walk out to the parking lot by myself? Even though it's, you know, a Saturday night. And like, do I want to do that? No, I don't. (laughs) In answer to your question, no, I do not. I decided I do not want to be alone walking out to the parking lot. Um, And so I decided to park in a loading zone because I feel like that was safer for me as a woman. And I was just sitting in my car and I was like, there's a possibility that I could come out with a ticket, but because I'm a woman and because my safety is so important to me, I don't even care. Like I genuinely do not care if I get a ticket. I don't think I will, but I don't care if I do because my safety is more important to me than whatever the price of the ticket could be. And that, I think that sums up what being a woman in America or being a woman period really is preparing for the absolute worst, I guess you could say, all the time. And like I said, today is not an episode about me giving any any advice or being able to help you guys with anything. This is like something that's still actively going on in my life every single day. And like I said, I think it's going to happen. I think this is going to be my reality for the rest of my life. Not necessarily the scare aspect of it, not necessarily the, the living in fear. I don't think that that's going to be but I think always being aware of who I am, always being aware that I'm a woman, a woman of color, always being aware of my surroundings. I think that's something that's going to be with me. I know that's something that's going to be with me um, for the rest of my life. And so it's something that I've gotten used to. So today's episode, I want to talk about an experience. And currently, 
since COVID, I live a very controlled life. I see a very controlled amount of people. I don't go out to like work a job. I don't go out to like do much. So I don't interact with that many people. And it doesn't bother me. <laughs> if I'm being honest, it doesn't bother me not to interact with that many people. But that does lessen the things that happened in my life because, like I said, it's just I, I am in controlled environments. I hang out with a lot of my family and friends, and that's really it. So, and I don't even know where I want to start with this story. Oh my God, it's just so crazy. So a true life moment that happened to me, and I always say the craziest things must happen to me when I'm alone because literally no one will believe. Like no one will believe half of the things that happen to me when I'm by myself. So the other couple weeks ago, um, I went to the doctor. And like I said, I don't go many places. I interact with a few people. And I went to the doctor and this was shortly after I did my hair, which if you don't follow me on Instagram, I currently have um, basically knee length. I'm pretty sure they're knee length when I stand up. Hold on, let me stand up. Are they basically knee length? Yeah, they're like basically knee length (laughs) soft locks right now. I did it myself, super proud of me. And I love them. Um, I was really struggling with getting used to the color, but I love them. Go follow me on Instagram if you want to see the, the style. Killed it. But I didn't realize and I don't ever realize because I'm me and I'm going to do what I want to do regardless. But I don't understand that like this may not be what a lot of people see. This may not be what a lot of people are used to. But like I said, I'm me. So I'm going to do me regardless. And so I go to the doctor. And let me just say this, (laughs) if this would have happened, if this situation would have happened the first time I was at the doctor, like if this was my first time at this doctor, if I hadn't already, you know, built a relationship with the, the doctors and the nurses at this, at my doctor, I probably would have never went back. Like if this experience would have happened to me the first time I was ever there or my first time being somewhere, this would have been enough to make me not ever want to enter that environment ever again. It was so uncomfortable. It was so uncomfortable. So basically what happened is I went to the doctor and how my doctor is running right now is you have to wait outside in your car. Well, basically how every doctor is running post COVID or during COVID because we're still in a pandemic. If you guys forgot, we're still in a pandemic. Um, anyway, wait in your car, they come out and then they set your name and you come in. Um, and so basically I was waiting in my car, they come out and got me and I walked in, literally barely got through the doorway, literally barely got through the doorway. And, and the nurse that had, was working with me that day, (laughs) I don't even, oh my God, this story is so uncomfortable to tell because I can't believe this, this really happened. Let me get, let me, let me just tell the story. Let me just tell the story. So I walk into the doctor walk through the doors. And the first thing the nurse says to me is like, you can set your stuff down. Of course, I have my purse, my jacket. She's like, you can set your stuff down and we'll go and get your weight. So I go to set my stuff down and take my coat off. And this woman says to me, and what do I got to take off about five pounds for your hair? Let Like, think about that. Like, think about that. Okay, so I'm like, uh-huh. uh-huh. Uh, I don't even think I responded. I think I literally did like the most awkward laugh. 
And as I'm like laughing, I'm taking off my coat. This woman comes and like grabs my hair and is like almost like playing with it to like, I don't know if she's playing with it to like see the weight or to like be funny. So I like obviously pulled away because who does that? Did I say, did I, did, didn't I just say we're in a pandemic? First of all, why are you that close to me? Even at the doctor, <laughs> like the only person I want close to me at the doctor is the doctor. You're the nurse. Okay. <sighs> she grabs my hair and I pulled away and she's like, oh my God, I'm sorry. I just touched it without asking. Yeah, you're right. You did. Yeah, you're right. You did. Like, <laughs> excuse me. So I'm like, okay, 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 Jordan, bring it back. Like maybe she, maybe nothing, but maybe she's not intentionally being a type of way. So we go and get my weight and we come back and we're back in the room. I'm here for a doctor's appointment. And the first thing this woman asked me, not how are you doing, not how have you been, is so how do you shower with all of that hair? <laughs> and when I say looking back, I wish I would have said like, I wish I would have been so slick as to say like, I don't. You know, like, I don't like, what do you think? And who asked people that? And like, once again, maybe huge, maybe nothing, but maybe she wasn't intentionally trying to be a type of way. But to me, that's just like things high on the list of things you don't ask other people like how, and she might've genuinely been curious. Like I said, I'm in a very, I'm in controlled environments. So it's like crazy to me that like other people don't see things like this or don't, you know, but I have to realize it's not their culture. It's not what they see. It's not what they look at on a regular basis. I'm, you know, I may be different. I may be different than what they see. So the appointment goes on. And like I said, she's the nurse. So she is there to get my, um, you know, vitals or whatever. Um, and coincidentally, my nails are redone now, but, and I actually cut them down because I've been wanting to cut them down, which is ironic, but <laughs> the appointment continues and she goes to get my heart rate and she's like, oh, your nails are so long. I don't think I'm going to be able to, I don't think I'm going to be able to put this on. And I'm like, oh God, here we go again. Like, I'm like, here we go again. Something else for her to, which I forgot to mention at this point unconsciously because I wasn't doing it intentionally, but it's just my demeanor and the way that I, I guess I, the way that I act, I don't know, but I assumed that I was making her uncomfortable because at this point I didn't really, I stopped talking so much because I could feel myself getting to a point of like, you're about to piss me off. Like you're about to make me mad with these little slick sly comments that you're making. And so I believe that I started to make her not intentionally uncomfortable, but like, I, and I also don't know um, really if I like, like she said something and I said, it's, I don't know if the memories are blurred because when I get in situations like that, like, I'm just like, I cannot believe this is real life. Um, and I was more so thinking like, I cannot wait to talk about this on my podcast. That's really what I was thinking about. But anyway, my nails were too long. She was unable to get a reading on my finger. Um, and so she's like, well, I guess I have to go get the other machine that we use for babies. And girls with really long nails, <laughs> y'all, when I say, if this wouldn't have been my, like, if I wouldn't have already built a relationship and love my doctor so much and love this doctor's office so much, 
And if I wouldn't have been able to differentiate that it was literally just her, it's not the establishment and it's not everybody there. Um, yeah, I probably wouldn't have never went back. Like I would have never went back. <laughs> I would have probably said a lot of slick things to her and then I probably would have left. Like that's how serious it was. And I've been in situations like that where that's what I've done. So I know that that's what I would have done. So she then leaves the room and she comes back with a new machine for babies and girls with really long nails as she stated before she left. And at that point I was like, I was like done. I was like, please, please, please do what you need to do and bring my doctor in because you're at this point. And like I said, unintentionally, but probably so I was probably at this point giving off all types of energy of like, please stop talking to me. Um, and so then she's like, oh, I must be having a hot flash. I'm just, I got really hot. She starts, you know, moving her hair out of her face. No, you're nervous because you know that you made somebody else uncomfortable. You're nervous because now you're thinking about the things that you have said. And I'm not somebody that you can just talk to any type of way. And, and you realize that. And now you're getting a little bit uncomfortable and nervous. Yeah, I understand. I understand, you know, and so whatever. So that wrapped up funny, funny situation. Um, looking back, you know, I'm laughing at it, but it's real life. Like, and the fact that there's women who go through things like this every single day in their workplace or, you know, wherever they may be in these, in these environments that they're in, like that is so crazy to me. Like I'm praying for every single woman that has to deal with situations like that on a regular basis, because I know that it's happening because it happens to me. It doesn't happen as often but it's definitely, it definitely happens. And so I can't imagine being in an environment where you stick out like a sore thumb, but that's so many environments, you know? I can't imagine being in situations like that every single day. I know it builds tough skin because over the years it's built tough skin in me. Um, and like I said, I pray so hard for the women who are in those situations and, and are in those uncomfortable, like who says those things to people? Um, furthermore, after I left the appointment, I ended up going to a grocery store that was close. Um, and this doctor's office is not in my... <laughs> okay, if you're from where I'm from, I go that my doctor's office is in Andover. I live in Wichita. That speaks for itself. <laughs> that speaks for itself. Um, Andover is predominantly white so that speaks for itself and that's all that i'm gonna say about that so i leave the doctors and it was super early and so i ended up going to the grocery store because i needed to go to the grocery store and so i'm like why would i go all the way back to wichita past my house um, to go to the grocery store so i might as well just stop at this one down the street the same experiences literally the same experiences so of course i'm in a new grocery store i don't know where anything is hate that hate that hate being in a new grocery store hate not knowing where anything is that's why i go to the same grocery store all the time so i'm in this grocery store and i had to walk up and ask somebody where something was i don't remember now but you know ask somebody where something was and i'm like hey excuse me um where's the whatever they told me, oh, I'll da 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 da. And your hair, it's so cute. Is it heavy? If I had a dollar, like if I had a dollar, and I've only had this hairstyle for like two and a half weeks, if I had a dollar 
for every single time somebody has asked me, is my hair heavy? Bro, I'd have lunch for at least a week. Like, <laughs> I feel like I'd have lunch for at least a couple days. That's everyone's first question. Is it heavy? Is it heavy? Is it heavy? And if you've had this style, you know it's not heavy at all. So it's like super annoying when people are like, oh my God, is it, girl, how do you do that? Is it heavy? It's not. And I'm doing it. So please leave me alone. So that was the first person at the grocery store. And it was literally like four or five people at the grocery store. It was like the first worker. And then it was like this couple. And they were like, oh my God, your hair is so beautiful. And okay, let me say this. I don't think everybody is trying to be bad. Like I genuinely think some people are genuinely giving me a compliment. Please believe. But I won't say that I can, like I can tell um, when it's not genuine. You can tell when a compliment is not genuine. So why... You can tell. So, yeah, another couple, you know, they were older couple. They were like, you're here. And I'm like, thank you so much. You know, and I give everybody the same energy because I can tell. So it's, it doesn't really doesn't matter what you say to me. Um, and then I walked down another aisle and it was one worker. And the one worker was like, oh, my God, your hair is so beautiful. I've never seen anybody with that style. I'm like, oh, go figure. Oh, but thank you so much. Yeah. Da, 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 da. We had a small conversation about it. Um, it was a lady. And so I walked away and walked to like another aisle that was like kind of catty corner where I could still see her on the other aisle. And so I'm looking and whatever, looking at the stuff. And I don't know what made me glance up and glance back at her, but I glanced up and glanced back. Y'all, two other workers, another woman and a man had came and stood by her and they were all three standing there staring at me and when I tell you I wanted to say what are y'all staring at <laughs> like I just y'all it was terrible un like uncomfortable to a whole nother extent um I hated it like I just hated being in that experience it was so terrible and like I said I've been in those experiences before it's been a very long time and I was just like no way this is how people are like no way it blew my mind because I'm so opposite the other way that like when I see people behaving and acting like that, it blows my mind. Like, go see the world. Put your feet into some grass. Know that everybody's not like you. Know that people are different. Stop making people feel uncomfortable for being different than you. And in regards to realizing like people are different than you, I think everybody's so amazed when I talk about how big of a culture shock it was for me to go from living in Kansas, good old Kansas, to going to an HBCU. And, and I'll explain. I'll explain what I mean by that. From going to a, my high school is pretty diverse, um, if I'm being honest, but my state that I live in is not. Um, and so it was very, like, much of a culture shock for me to go from living in Kansas, like I said, to going to HBCU. Like I said, it's not like I had never been around anybody that looked like me. Most of my life, I've been around people that look like me. But to go somewhere where everyone looked like me and everyone was from somewhere else, like that was like phew, culture shock, like amazing, um, good culture shock. It was great for me. Like I loved it. Absolutely loved going to an HBCU. 
I love seeing so many different diverse people. I love hearing so many different accents and just meeting so many people from different walks of life. Like I said, that look like me, but cannot escape the fact of like, it was still crazy for me going from Kansas where I'm out here fighting, fighting for my life to be a black girl, you know, fighting for my life to, to not, you know, have that taken away from me um, with, you know, just my environment. (laughs) And to go to an HBCU where I can be this and so much more. I loved it. And I think that everybody's so amazed when I'm like, yeah, that was a culture shock. They're like, girl, you've been black. I know. But I haven't been black in black environments with, with, with other people, you know, that look like me, other people of color that look like me. That was amazing. And I absolutely love that. Highly recommend. I know everybody's dream is not to go to an HBCU, but if you do have that opportunity, take it. Um, I, of course, am not graduating from the HBCU that I went to, which is fine. Everybody's walks of life are different. But just the fact that I even got to experience that, even if it was for a short time, I'm so thankful for that because it changed my whole outlook and it made me realize it's like, we got to stick together. You know, it made me realize how important it is to stay connected to that. Um, and I, like I said, not saying it's not like I live in a place where I had never seen anybody that looked like me because I know there are those places and those people, but me being able to disconnect, leave my hometown and go and be at a place where everybody looked like me. 10 out of 10 recommend. Absolutely loved it. Me personally, I find a lot of therapy in talking about the things that I experience and the things that I've been through and the, and my journey. Like I find a lot of therapy in that. And so telling you guys the different things that I experience and the things that I've been through, it like counsels me and it like lets me know that like, this is my life. This is my journey. And it's been a crazy one, but it's been all right, you know? And so being a black woman, in parentheses, woman, period, because like I keep on saying, being a woman, period, in our world is crazy. Like, oh my God, I could talk about so many different things, so many different stories. And and women are strong. Like, don't even get me started. I, I rave about women. Like, we're the best thing. We are the best thing. We are so strong. We're so capable of so many things. And still and so, we get treated the worst, I swear, but we won't even get, we won't even get into that, how women are treated and how we, but I find a lot of therapy in talking about the things that I've been through. And so genuinely, being a Black woman has shown up in every single aspect and building a business and being in school and being in environments and going to an HBCU and coming back from going to an HBCU and being in that culture and being used to that to coming also then back to Kansas as an adult. Oh my God, that's been even crazier of a culture shock. Lord, that's why I say I live in a, I feel like I live in a predominantly white town. I feel like I do. Um, And I feel like when I was a younger, I didn't feel like that. I feel like maybe I was just in different environments, but now it's crazy. I feel like everywhere I go, everything I do, I'm, the sore thumb. I'm the odd man out. I'm, you know, outnumbered and outweighed. And that's okay because I come strong. (laughs) I come with a strong personality, strong sense of humor, strong voice, lots of, like I come with that. So it's like these environments don't intimidate me and don't scare me, but 
I still recognize them. So that's coming back to Kansas as an adult has been probably a bigger culture shock, probably a bigger thing of like, I have to stay connected to who I really am because this place is not really for me, you know? I don't see a lot of people that look like me all the time. And and like I said, partially my fault because I keep myself in controlled environments, but that's because I do a lot of work and I do, you know, and so in those environments is what I'm saying, in the environments that I have to be in, I'm the minority, you know, and I had to realize that. I've talked about in other episodes about my speech that I did at the pageant that I did during my senior year of high school. And I talked about how I got first place and my spoken word was actually about being a black woman in America. And yesterday night I was at home and this podcast has been planned, but I wanted to rewatch it, rewatch my um, recording of my spoken word just so I could see like if there was anything that I mentioned that I wanted to mention in this podcast. And y'all, I rewatched the whole thing multiple times and I was just like, did I record this six years ago or did I record this last week? Because literally everything's the same. Literally everything that I was saying, I feel like is still true. Everything that I feel like I was saying about the, unju- you know, unjust things that are happening in the world and the, the environments that I'm like, everything is the same, which is why I say I have to make myself strong because I realize like the outside is not changing. So my inside has to be getting better, has to be growing, has to be changing because nothing else is, you know, (laughs) like the world is not changing. People's mindsets are not changing. The way people view, like a lot of situations are not changing. You have to take care of you. Like you're, you have to, because this world, this world child, Lord Jesus, this world, And then we can also get into like code switching, you know, code switching and having to change yourself for the environments that you're in. That's why you really have to maintain your, your insides, your, who you are, because you, so many places you go, you have to switch and change and, and be somebody. And if you don't, (laughs) you don't have to, let me just say, you don't have to, but if you don't, you won't get viewed the same. If we're being honest, you, you, you'll get viewed different. One of the last things I wanted to talk about too was I was watching a TED talk and let me see if I can pull it up on YouTube really fast so I can tell you guys the exact because that's how good it was. It was a TED talk. The The name on YouTube is The Power of the Black Woman's Self-Love Journey by Denise Francis and period. Her, her name is Denise. That's Jordan Denise Atwater. Denise, you know, it makes sense. No, I'm just being, I'm just kidding. But um, it's only about 15 minutes. And when I say that TED Talk was so good, she talks about how at the age of nine years old is when she feels like the first time she became a strong Black woman. Nine years old. And it made me think like, when's the first time that I thought I needed to be strong because I was a black woman, you know? What environments? And I truly think it probably started, you know, in grade school 
when I was around people who didn't look like me or when, when, you know, maybe people like who didn't look like me would ask me things or, or would try and, <laughs> I don't even want to say bully because I don't feel like I ever got bullied. And I know there's people who got bullied in school, but you know, when did I feel like I first had to assert myself as a black woman? I do feel like it was a young age. And in, and in the Ted talk, she talks about so much more. She talks about how, people say like self-care is like doing masks and you know getting pet but like self-care is like what are you doing for yourself how are you maintaining yourself and your mindset and your mental health like how are you main that self-care she talks about that and she just talked about so much more about like the ideal i i idealation i don't even know if i'm saying that word right but whatever of being a quote-unquote strong black woman and like what that means is like I saw a tweet that said, like, I don't want to be like, I don't want to be strong. I want to be able to be vulnerable. I want to be able to be open. I don't want you guys to think that I have this demeanor of like all the time I have to have this shield up. Like, no, who wants to live like that? But that's how we're forced to. And, you know, it's just so much like like I said, she talks about like your self-love journey and how important it is to like maintain your mental health, maintain your self-love and and why self-love is more important than anything else. Because like once you have that basically everything else will work itself out because all that will always come first is you and your self-love, you know? Like I said, the TED Talk was so amazing and I'm not going to continue to go into detail about it because I really would like for you guys to go and watch it because I watched it and I was just like, wow. She also talks about how like, I, I'm not even, <laughs> like I said, I'm not going to go into detail. Go watch it. It's called The Power of the black woman's self-love journey and i'll probably watch it again but like only 15 minutes quick and easy but it she dropped some gems in there if you're ever interested ever have some time please go watch that today's episode was not to give advice or to make you guys think that i have it all you know figured out on this journey i definitely don't like i said but just to all my fellow women all my women of color keep killing it like just keep doing you keep turning heads, keep making statements, like keep doing it. I'm living for it. Like I uh, do it. Don't let people play with you. Keep correcting people when they pronounce your name wrong. Like keep doing it. Keep making people feel uncomfortable for making you feel uncomfortable. Keep putting your foot in doors that have been closing your face. Keep going like just keep doing it keep being the best version of yourself keep excelling keep popping your mm, keep going like just keep doing it you know keep being you the best version of you like i said i didn't do my hair for anyone else like i did my hair for me so if you think you're about to make me feel uncomfortable about my hair my hair absolutely not absolutely not sweetheart no keep going keep doing you like i said don't let nobody play with you um be strong and and i hate to say that because i hate when people tell me that but it's necessary but be strong for you don't be strong because everybody else is out here telling you girl be strong you got it be strong be strong no like genuinely work on building strength within yourself so that nothing no outside force can affect you that's what i mean by be strong i don't mean like be strong girl Girl, be strong. No, build strength from nothing because, you know, I know how it is to literally feel so weak. Like I, to not have any, like, I know that feeling. 
take the time to build the strength, the self-love, whatever you want to put, whatever name you want to put on it, inside you so that no outside force can affect you, like not even a little bit. Keep going. Keep doing that. Like that's so important. Also, on the other end of that, reach out and uplift another woman. Reach out and let another woman know she's seen. I try to do that literally every single day of my I do that every single day of my life. Not try. I message somebody or respond to somebody's story or, you know, say say something. Because I like for women to know they're seen. I like for other women to know, like, you're seen. You are strong. Like, I see you. I, I see you every single day waking up and trying to be the best version of yourself. I try to compliment, I try to check in, you know, as much as I can with as many people as I can. Like I said, every single day of my life, I do it. And I I don't even know really when I started doing that, but I know it is important to me now because I genuinely make the time and the effort to do it. Like I said, to reach out or to compliment or to respond to somebody's story or to just give somebody a, a woman. I'm not saying someone, a woman, another woman. (laughs) a compliment or, you know, check in, make sure she knows she's seen, make sure she feels good about herself or anything. Or if I see somebody post something about being down, I'm praying for you. And I will say like about a year ago. And I remember because that's how genuine, like that's how genuine I am. But about a year ago, I made a tweet and I was like, because I was thinking about it and I was like, I wonder how many people be like, girl, I'm praying for you because this is a a time where I was going through a lot as well. Um, And I wonder how, Many people were saying like, oh, my God, girl, I'll be praying for you. And like didn't even they don't even pray for themselves, (laughs) you know, for real. Or like didn't even lift me up in prayer, which is fine. You know, I'm thankful for my prayerful village for the people that do pray for me. But, you know, I had made a tweet and I had said, if I ever tell somebody that I'm praying for them, just know I'm genuinely praying for you. Like, I will genuinely lift you up in prayer. I will genuinely lift your specific situation up in prayer. And like I said, I don't even like to get into religion on my podcast. But to be religious for a second, like, I pray for other women. If I see somebody post something that weighs on me, I message them, you know, because I know how hard it is to be a woman. I'm, it is, I'm living this every single day. So I try to make sure that all other women know that they're seeing love cared about, thought about, considered, all of that. You are, and you are worthy too. You're worthy of everything and so much more. If somebody hasn't told you today, I hope that I could share that message with you. That is all that I have for you guys today. Thank you so much for listening. Like I said, this is a topic that I wanted to touch on for a while, but after that situation happened at the doctor, I was like, oh yeah, I gotta get on and tell the girls about this one. Um, And to the guys who are listening too, but to the girls who are listening, I said, I gotta get on and tell my ladies about this because I'm gonna go out and make sure my car does not have a ticket on it. And if it does, feel free to cash out. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I hope you guys all have a happy holiday season. Like I said, and I will see you in the very next episode. Make sure you're following enjoy the journey podcast on instagram and my personal instagram at jordan's journey double underscore on either side you will be able to find me i appreciate you guys being here and i'll see you in the next episode bye